Cookies, Coffee, and Christmas by Elise Lumenstrife. That's me. For my family and friends in Oregon, I love you. For my military family, wherever you may serve now, I miss you and I hope you are safe. For the loggers, millwrights, truck drivers, and every blue-collar laborer who built our little towns, I pray you are never forgotten. Chapter 1 Emery paused the video lesson playing on her computer to stare out the window of Solomon's Bakery and Cafe at two children playing in the falling snow. The sidewalks were packed with bundled-up couples and families in a rush to find gifts in her quaint mountain town in Oregon. After she'd caught her ex, Roman Gretley, cheating on her at a Halloween party that fall, she couldn't seem to get in the spirit of Christmas. She felt empty looking out at all the garland, bows, and oversized ornaments she'd helped string up around the town. But she said she'd do it like the festival, pamphlets, and posters, and the bake sale, fundraiser, among other things. Her mother's nagging about finding a man wasn't helping. Emery's phone buzzed with a message from her sister. She sat back in the warmth of the cafe and unlocked her screen. Mom says Javier is single. The guy from her work, remember? He came over for the 4th of July? Emery scrunched her nose. Yes, I remember. The man who wouldn't stop talking about his stocks and the money he'd donated to charities. Action with meaning was what she valued, not reputation or image. Emery had no interest in big business. She wanted to help her local neighbors like her father had. But she wasn't born to be a firefighter. Her sister Riley was. If she could put her phone down for five seconds. The cafe in the print shop kept Emery busy baking and utilizing her graphic design degree. But volunteering was where she felt the most purpose. Miles, her co-worker, set a to-go bag beside her laptop. Turkey, cream cheese, and cranberry on potato bread. Thanks. The brown-haired teen with eyes of the deepest forest green twiddled a pen in hand and swayed between his feet. His white apron was dusty with flour and decked with smudges of chocolate and frosting. Mr. Solomon was training Miles in the craft of baked goods and sweets. Are you going to make it to the festival tomorrow night? he asked. Plan to. Emery quirked a brow at him and pulled her earbuds out. Your brother's coming, the one you keep telling me about, isn't he? I think you two would get along well. He just had a bad breakup, and I think it'd be good for you two to meet. You know, you're almost as bad as my mother. She laughed and packed up her laptop. Two people in rebound getting together sounds like a recipe for heartburn. Besides, I already promised the food bank I'd run their booth with Jess. I'll be there, but working. Can I get you anything else? Emery slipped into her coat and slung her backpack over her shoulders. No, I have to head out and pick up a few last-minute Christmas gifts. What about our new triple chocolate peppermint patty truffles Mark and I came up with? I'll try one tomorrow, okay? All right, fine. He sighed and walked back around the counter, the swinging half-door thumping into place behind him. Night, Miles, Emery called out, tugging her gray knit cap over her head. Night, Mark. 
Have a good night, Emery. Mr. Solomon's chocolate eyes peered out through the serving window. His caramel skin and apron had taken a recent dusting of cinnamon, his voice as rich and sweet as the treats they sold. Be safe out there. Another snowstorm coming in tonight. Yes, sir. Looking forward to the fresh powder on the slopes next weekend. Emery pulled the door open and bumped into another person. Startled, she stepped back. He appeared close to her age, face all smooth angles and deliciously tan like the crisp glaze of a creme brulee. His dark peacoat swished as he steadied her and caught the door. His hands were strong and firm around her shoulders. I am so sorry, she uttered, still in shock she hadn't seen him on her way out. When his gaze lifted to hers, his lips parted with a breath. Are you okay? Emery couldn't get her voice to work right. She nodded and slipped outside, a hand between them in apology, the other clutching her backpack strap. The sharpness of his military haircut and the stretch in the chest and shoulders of his coat contradicted his mellow, almost sad tone. She stopped and watched him enter. Bells jingled down the street from the store's doors, the Salvation Army bell ringers, and the horse-drawn sleigh making its rounds. White strings of Christmas lights blinked on, zigzagging down the road and circling every store window. People walked past, but Emery couldn't think through the high his scent had given her. Pine mixed with cologne and a touch of warm wool. He smelled like her father had, what she could remember of him. Emery shuffled along the sidewalk, watching through the main windows as the stranger addressed Mark and Miles. He shook Mark's hand and pointed to something on the menu behind Miles. The unfamiliar man surveyed the sidewalk from his position by the counter. I should have asked his name. Emery squeezed her eyes shut. No, no, I'm not ready to open that door again. I can't let Mom, Riley, and Miles push me around like this. When she looked up again, she saw the man smiling at her. Embarrassment heated her cheeks, and she spun away, clutching her arms. Screw. Emery! Riley waved through the passenger window of Jess's van, its studded tires clicking over the plowed road. Mrs. Grenshaw needs you to change the flyers for tomorrow. Someone sent her the wrong information for their booths and wants it fixed. The cafe door opened, and the man Emery had bumped into stepped halfway out. She didn't know what to do. His expression was shy and sweet and sexy as hell. She wanted to turn back, get his name, find out how long he was in town, maybe even try to snag another whiff of his scent, see if it would trigger another memory of her father. We also have to get baking tonight, Jess reminded her, glancing at the stranger in the doorway. The church needs their ovens tomorrow afternoon for their bread for beds bake sale. Funding the homeless shelter? Emery looked back to the man, now leaning against the building. Sorry again. Try the hazelnut buttercream truffles. They're everyone's favorite. I'll do that. He chewed a lip and shoved his hands in his pockets. Emery stuttered. Come on, Em, Riley begged, the light from her screen illuminating her face and fluffy bomber hat. It's cold out there. Riley was right, but Emery didn't feel cold after she saw him. Reluctantly, she climbed into the back seat, trying to push him out of her mind. But as Jess pulled away from the curb, Emery couldn't stop herself from peeking. The stranger's smile faded as they passed, but he didn't go inside. Emery twisted in her seat, watching him until they turned off near the end of town. Who is that? Jess asked. 
combing her blonde hair back with her fingers. Someone I ran into, literally, didn't get his name. Jess winked at Emery in the rear view. Cute. Yeah. Emery pressed her lips together, silencing her giggles. Her sister turned around. Wait, what'd I miss? Emery met a boy, Jess teased. Shush, you. Emery gave her best friend's shoulder a light tap. Let's focus on cookies tonight. Riley whooped. One for you. Don't ruin your appetite for Christmas early, Emery warned. Never, Riley scoffed. That's impossible. You got the recipe? Jess asked. Emery tapped her temple and grinned. Always. Always.